Hello, and welcome to episode five. These men are whores. Treat them as such from the confessions of a sex addict. So we are going to jump right in it. If you listen to the trailer, you know, you heard a man ask me if I had a dislike for him about a falling out that happened my sophomore year of college. So I went to school in North Jersey. We were like 45 minutes from the city. And at this point, I had decided to become, you know, a dancer. I was going to auditions in New York. When I came home, I realized that the train from Secaucus Station to my school didn't come. Like, I missed the last one. So I called this guy up. We're going to call him Alpha because he was an alpha. And I called him because I knew that he had a car. And I was like, hey, can you come pick me up? I'm in Secaucus Station, which is like 25 minutes from our school. So it wasn't nothing crazy. And I was like, hey, you know, I'll give you some gas, whatever. You know, I just needed to get the fuck out of there because... It was late and I was scared. At the time, we were able to like use our like school currency on Uber. So he was like trying to get me an Uber. <sighs> Fuck. I think I waited like at least 15 minutes. I waited so long, I created a joke. How many alphas does it take to order an Uber? None, because I had to fucking order my own Uber. They're fucking idiots. I ordered my own Uber and he, I should have, I should have never went there. Like when I, like my stomach hurts just thinking about that situation because that shit was so crazy. Like that, that shit almost makes me cry. Like that's how upsetting this situation is because it was already late. Like, I think it was like 11, it was almost midnight. And he goes, hey, have the Uber drop you off at my room. Now, mind you, like, the seniors and stuff always wanted to live up top. I had no fucking desire to do that shit. One, because who wants to walk all the way over there? Two, the people who live up top, like, once they go up there, they don't come down for the rest of the night. Like, who the fuck wants to live like that? So... I was like, okay, but I have to spend the night. I'm not walking back down bottom, you know, to, like, go back to my room type shit. Like, you need to tell me now. Like, it has to be definite for sure. And he was like, no, like, my roommate is not here. We're good to go, blah, blah, blah. So I get over there, whatever, I get in the bed, da 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 da. He wants to fuck, and like we start fuck. One thing about like like one thing I remember about having sex with this person is it was like the driest sex ever. <laughs> it was the driest sex ever. Like I remember one time we had sex at his like house, his parents' house, and. The, the condom was like lost somewhere inside of me 
Do you know how dry the pussy has to be to grip a condom like that? It was like fucking sandpaper. So we do the sandpaper rub down. <laughs> it's like fucking sanding a trombone. That's what having sex with Alpha felt like, right? So we're fucking da da da. And I think like this is around the time where like I started riding niggas more just because like I could get like more out of it. I got on top of blah and somebody walked into the apartment and he got really fucking weird. And I'm like, what the fuck is up with you? And he was like, oh, um, I have something to tell you. And I was like, what? And he was like, I have a girlfriend. Dick still in me. I was like, Um, like, it was like a punch to the gut to me because I was like, damn, I don't even like fat niggas to begin with. I was just like, okay, um, cool. All right. You got a girlfriend. Um, you couldn't wait to, till I don't know, we was done or you couldn't wait to at least remove your body part from my body part. Perhaps if that's the type of news you're going to be sharing with me. Like, so I was really on some like, we don't have to keep fucking or whatever. I'm going to just go to sleep because I'm not going back down bottom. And I was like, I think I said it twice. Like, I'm not going back down bottom. So I really want you to close your eyes and visualize this. I lived... This is according to Google Maps. Uh, a mile and a half. I shit. I ain't even playing with you. A mile and a half. Or if I like took a good shortcut, we're going to say 0.8 miles. Right? So a good... Okay, so a mile and a half driving. And if you're walking like a mile, we'll say. Because I did pass the tennis courts. And yeah. So, like, about a mile, right? I'm not going back down bottom. I made that shit clear. He's like, yeah, no problem, blah, blah, blah. I was in that bitch knocked the fuck out. Like, snoring. I didn't give a fuck. Like, usually if I sleep in a guy's room, like, I might, like, try extra hard to, like, sleep a little more uh, quietly, close my mouth. No, I was all of it. Cause at this point I just didn't respect this nigga because he didn't respect me. So, um, I get woken up at 2 AM and he's telling me that I have to go. He was like, you gotta go. No explanation, nothing. And one thing about me is you ain't got to tell me nothing twice ever. Because because I auditioned, I was wearing like something like very skimpy and scandalous. So that's also like another reason why I kind of wanted to go home in the morning. Because 
you know, I probably had less of a chance of, like, running into somebody crazy or on demon time, as some people would say. I literally had, like, a bra and, like, a like a crop bomber jacket and some Fashion Nova jeans, you know. <laughs> but um, I, I just, I remember putting my stuff on and I looked at him and I was like, don't talk to me no more. Thanks. I proceeded to walk home. Uh, We on a mountain, bitch. It's cold. Uh, The shuttle wasn't running anymore, so that option is out. Um, And there are these steep-ass stairs. Deep ass stairs. And then the thing that like bothered me the most is like there was like a bunch of deer like hopping around. So I was like super like uneasy. Super duper uneasy. So I, you know, just walked as fast as I could. You know, these New York feet can get you anywhere in 10 minutes. So I really just put some pep in my step, might have jogged a little bit and, you know, uh, went to my room. And then, like, I just really tried to, like, forget about the whole thing. I just went about life as usual. And this was, like, two days before my birthday. And I remember... The next day, like, I was telling my friends about it. And apparently, them bitches knew his girlfriend. And I was like, so why y'all ain't put me up on game? Because I low-key met him through them. But, like, I wasn't going to blame them. Like, niggas be liars. Niggas be fucking liars. So, they were like, yeah, she was an AKA. Like, she graduated last year. And I was like, bro, like... The one time I try to fuck with somebody for their personality, I get whack dick and treated like shit. And I am illegitimately made the side chick with no benefit. So I I was befuddled, dumbfounded, just it was hysteria. <laughs> I was it was a fever dream and I was having a moment of hysteria because there's absolutely no way that this that I allowed something like this to happen to me. So I'm in the library, you know, being a studious student. And he walked up on me and like regular conversation. And I think that that has always been the thing that like took me to the edge about this situation is he was always so nonchalant about it and was always on some like why are you so mad and I was just like I am one person where it's just like if I already know like you don't care about me I'm not going to explain my feelings to you a million times like I might say something like the first time I may say something the second time, but I'm not going to, like, keep, um, you know, repeating myself like a broken record uh, for the sake of having my feelings validated. I'll validate my own feelings, and I'll just fucking move on. So, 
um, I remember, like, he was just talking to me, da 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 and then, like, he was talking to me, like, mad nonchalant. I wasn't even looking at him. I was doing whatever I was doing, and he gets a phone call, and, like, he, like, he's talking, like, he's, I'm at this desk, and he's literally standing next to me on this phone, like, no care in the world, and then he like pulls the phone away from him looks at me dead ass like all seriously no funny shit well i'm sorry i didn't mean to upset you or like kind of like a i'm sorry you're mad type of situation and i was like wow the next day he said happy birthday to me or whatever and like you know I think I might have said thanks or something, but, like, I just... Well, one, we never fucked again, and, like, I just kept it moving. Like, I was in the club all year, all semester, so I was just getting money. Like, I was on, like, a different type of time. Like, I don't even know who I was having sex with during the semester. Clearly, completely forgettable people because I don't know, but... That situation was just so, I don't, I probably might have sent him, like, a message saying, like, how upset I was and, like, how I just wish that he had been more honest with me. Because, like, we hung out the whole summer, like, that nigga was FaceTiming me and calling me all times of the day and shit. And, like, you know, it was cool. Like, I was like, okay, like, you know, we get along. We have things in common, blah, blah, blah. Like, that nigga picked me up from work type shit. The sexual attraction was not there. Like, I'm sorry, but at the time, I was not into fat niggas. And, like, I I was really on some, like... Because I had spent a better part of the year, like, fucking a lot of pretty boys. And it wasn't working out for me. So I was like, okay, like, let me just fuck with a nigga with his personality. We don't do that shit anymore. Fine nigga. Not pretty boys. Fine ass niggas from here on out. Every time you see me is going to be with a fine ass nigga. It doesn't matter if that's my boyfriend, my husband, a business associate, driver. Fine ass niggas everywhere. Only rule number one from here on out, fuck only fine niggas. Fuck only fine niggas. Period. Period. There is no exception. There is... I swear, everyone has a story of when they, like, lowered their standard or, like, made an exception for someone and how that person was always the person to do them the dirtiest. (laughs) And I'm just like, the irony of it all, you think that the person that, you know, gets all the attention from people and whatever... Um, is going to be the one that's going to, like, hurt you the most. But, like, if anything, a lot of times you get more honesty from them. It's the, like, quiet, nonchalant weirdos that, like, really do you grimy. But I guess it's because you don't expect it from them. From the pretty boy, you kind of, like, are already... You already have a fence up. You already kind of prepare yourself for him to kind of be like, hey, like, you know, I, I ain't trying to be nobody boyfriend. So, you know, it was just a friendship. Um, I don't think that I thought it was more than what it was. Like, I didn't want him to be my man or my boyfriend. But my biggest thing has always been 
My thing has always been, I might be a fucking whore, but I'm a whore with fucking morals. Don't make me the side chick ever. You got a bitch, you need to say it up front. Because that's the number one way to make me never fuck you again. Because what the fuck is you lying for? If you lie to me about who you sleep with, I feel like you're going to lie to me about an STD test, about wearing a condom, about things that I should trust you to be able to do. So no, like to this day, I don't know what that girl looked like and I don't really give a fuck. I didn't want your nigga. I'm glad she never found out because I'm like, imagine her pressing me about him. What? (laughs) Girl, there is no, he is a hundred percent yours because there is no cell in my body that wants him. Really. So he hit me up the other day, you know, if you heard the conversation uh, in the trailer, um, and I was genuinely offended by it just because um, you really just tossed me to the wolves. Like you just didn't give a fuck about me like just making any girl walk home in the dead of night to me will always be foul um I pray like if I ever have a kid like this is the story that I'm gonna jam into her head consistently don't ever let nobody make you feel that low I never felt this low when I was a prostitute because, bitch, I was getting bread. Like, I was getting something out of it. I got rug burn in my pussy, and now I have to walk a mile. That shit was not pleasant. And you know we fucking live on a mountain. There's all types of wildlife and fucking deers. I was so scared of seeing a bear. I hate possums. Like, I was, I was terrified that night but I can tell you it never happened to me again never ever ever and you know what that situation set the basis for why I don't do sleepovers we're done I'm out you're done get out my biggest thing and y'all know I say it all the time you're not gonna play me or you're not about to play me twice like I'm a very live and learn type of bitch So when the lesson is there, I learn it like inside out, breathe it, eat it, fuck it, sleep with it. Like it is engraved into my head. So no sleepovers. That's law. Like I am so cynical that. I do not allow men to pick me up from anywhere. Bitch, I'm driving because I need to know that I can leave. I'm leaving when I want to. There will be no more me ever walking home by myself in the dead of night. That shit is a dub. That shit happened once and that's the only time it's going to fucking happen. I think that him... Sending me a message. Let me know how much I may not be over the situation. Like, I might be, like, 75% over it. Like, that was one of the things that I really had to just block out of my head. Because 
it was like just like a feeling that I was all too familiar with. Like it's like people are allowed to hurt you and don't care that your feelings are hurt. Like it was just something I was used to from my parents, my friends in high school. Like it was just, I just suppressed that shit. And I think that him asking me so blatantly, like I've never been offended by any man asking me to have sex with me. But that is the first time I can ever say that I was because you discarded me like trash. And, you know, we've kind of been on like a respectful tip. And I'll just say borderline respectful because, um, you know, I I don't like putting out negative energy. Like, that's just not my thing. And I also know that um, being angry isn't going to help as much as I would, like, love to still be angry about this because I feel like I have every right to. It just hurts me more, which I think is you know, the really unfair part of life. You know, people are allowed to hurt you and you're not even allowed to express your hurt. Like, you know what I mean? You just kind of have to, like, keep pushing, which is why, like, I feel like the strip club was always so therapeutic for me because, one, I'm surrounded by women who just been through life and just put you up on game. And, like, I feel like I left that strip club Like, I came so naive, and I left, like, ten times smarter, you know? Like, after the strip club, like, I just couldn't let no nigga play me. And then after that, it just became about the money. Like, let's keep it transactional, because I at least get something out of it. Like, that whole liking people for their personality shit is bogus. Because a lot of people just be lying. So it's just like, you don't even know what their real personality is. So, you want to like me? Bitch, you better have some money. You better be ready to go to fucking Paris. Because, bitch, I go every year. If If that's not the type of caliber that you're on, I don't know what to tell you. And maybe one day I'll heal or whatever, but it's not like I'm rushing to be married. I'm not rushing to have nobody's kids. Like, I'm really just living my life and trying to heal for my childhood traumas and my high school traumas and my college traumas like this man set the president for why I hate men and most people know that I don't I have a general disdain for men like um I don't think that I would be a lesbian because I don't feel like I feel like women go through enough and I and I don't want to put my emotional trauma and baggage on them the men deserve it more considering that they fucking caused it. But um, even now, like, I don't even want to be bothered by men, like, to the point where, like, I'd rather just fuck my toxic ex to, like, because I just don't even want to date. Like, I know he's going to make me fucking come. So, you know, that's just how over men I am. That's just how much trauma... From men I have. That's just how many bad experiences I have had with men that I like I don't wish bad on men or anything. I just fucking hate y'all. Like point blank period. Like men will always be men. Men will always be liars. And they just be lying for no reason. Like from from the door, 
if this guy had said, hey, I had a girlfriend, obviously he knows that, like, nothing would have happened between us. But he preferred to, you know, just lie and keep the lie going until he couldn't anymore. And I don't know what in that moment happened that made him believe that this is when I wanted to hear about him having his girlfriend. I guess I'm not over the situation. I guess I'm still angry, but like I'm like I'm at like the end. You know, the five stages of grief, like I'm at the end like the acceptance part where it's just like um, you know, everybody values you differently and this person didn't value you at all. So, um all you can do is retract your access from them so you know you are you could tell by like my responses to him and his questions that it's just like you know um on a brutally honest tip there is absolutely no desire on my end for us to be anything more than people who used to know each other I don't want to get angry Every time I think about that, I feel like there are certain people in life where you don't need to be friends just because you've come to a a neutral ground about a situation. I don't want a fucking friend like that. I already see how you move. I don't need to see anything more, really. I don't. I know that I probably ignored a lot of red flags. Um, I just was getting a lot of attention that summer from him, you know day, noon, and night. So I just didn't think that somebody else was in the picture or he made it very easy to believe that somebody else wasn't in the picture. Men are whores. What can I say? They lie. They cheat. They manipulate. I don't know what it is about me specifically. I feel like I'm a very honest person because of I decided to be a very promiscuous person. Um, and I feel like my honesty makes other people more dishonest when it comes to me. Like, they just want to be more dishonest with me. I want to be clear. Like, I might like to fuck, but I never want to be your side chick. Like, never, ever. Like, okay, you could pull the wool over my eyes maybe the first time. But now what if that shit was fucking amazing and now you never get to fuck me again? When you could have just been for real the, straight up and I would have been like, okay, well, hit me when you don't have a girlfriend. Because at least now you would have had like another shot to fuck me later later down the line. But it's like, you lie. Now it's it's over now. And forever. That that conversation, those messages really threw me for a loop. Because I feel like 19-year-old me again and how sick to my stomach I felt of just like, I guess, feeling like the ugly girl or like feeling like um, less than or feeling like unvalued, just... Feeling like nothing, feeling like you're unlovable, incapable of being loved, incapable of attracting real, sweet, genuine, nice love. Like it was 
very hard for me, you know, to deal with that. And it 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 is what it is now. Um, I I I I super duper suppress that into my head, and now that it's come back up, I'm kind of like, well, you know, six years later, you never let that shit happen to you again. So. I don't think it was that suppressed. I think that it became part of your subconscious to never allow something like that to happen to you again. And I feel like this is a very big growing moment for me to realize how far I've come from there. You know, like, I'm not letting no niggas play me nowadays. Like, you know, anyone who's in my face, I want them there. Everyone got a position. Everyone has a use. I'm using everybody. Except for the bitches. I genuinely like y'all. Fuck fuck the men. So, um, that is the story. It is so funny because he like he's like one of those podcast people. And I was about to be like, oh my God, we should do a podcast about it. But I'm like, no, I'm going to jump over the table and fucking wring your neck. I really want to cause bodily harm to you if me and you are in the same room. And we haven't been in the same room in... I believe six years. So I think that we should just keep it that way. Um, just because just like getting these messages kind of brought back old emotions. So it's like, imagine being in the same room. Like I, I feel like I may not be able to control myself just because you violated and now you violated. And now you, you think that enough time has gone by for you to be able to be so bold and so arrogant to ask me if I would ever have sex with you again. Would I ever want to scrape my pussy across the bare fucking parking lot? Because that's what the fuck having sex with this person felt like. So, no, I, I can go do that shit for real and you'll probably feel a little better. There's your answer. I don't think I have anything else to say about the situation. I think I might have come to my acceptance. You know, uh, some people are just assholes. Some people are dicks. Some people are not worthy of you or access to you in that way. And, um, you know, I, I might have not loved myself the most at that time, but that hurt that hurt from the disrespect is what made me like really move on because that feeling that I had walking home is a feeling that I feel like no woman should ever have to experience especially from a man I held on to that feeling and every single time he would be around I would hold on to that feeling Every single time I would want to let my guard down or say say it's okay or we could start over, I would hold on to that feeling because I never want to feel that shit again. Never, ever, 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 ever. Hold on. Like when a nigga do you dirty, hold on to that feeling. And the next time you see him, I hope, I hope you feel that shit again so you know there's nothing here worth reconciling. There's nothing here worth working towards, worth building after. There's nothing here because the guy 
that he pretended to be that made you like him so much doesn't exist at all. And this is the real him. Accept him for who he is. Men are simple creatures. They do not jump through the hoops of pretending to be this or that or frick or frat or tit or tat. This is who they are. And when they reveal who they are, you have to believe it. Because nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, eleven times out of ten, that be them. Unless, you know, you are that special person that they decide to better themselves for. But don't be fucking delusional. Move the fuck on. Seven billion people on this fucking planet and you think that your soulmate is in fucking New Jersey? If you don't fucking grow up and get a pass. Another thing I haven't mentioned yet is... This isn't the first time we've had this conversation. This is the first time he asked to fuck me, which I still feel like after six years is the boldest, craziest thing I've ever encountered. So back in 2018, as I was having the worst year of my life, I remember he hit me up. And at the time I was living with my best friend. And um, at that time, it was still pretty fresh. Like it was like, a year or something since that incident, a year or two, you could see that I was angry before my breakup, which is like three months from this time. I didn't know what healing was. I was holding on to everything, anything that anyone had ever done to me. Like I was just a big ball of anger, but I kind of grew up in a household where I didn't know what to do do with my anger so I've always been kind of like the person that like holds a grudge and I don't wish bad on people but it's just like I'm holding that grudge like I am angry and you need to know that I'm angry like I just didn't know what to do with the anger yeah I remember him hitting me up and like I've always hated how he would like randomly like hit me up like to have casual conversations and like bro we're not friends <laughs> like we're not enemies but I don't have any real desire to hear from you or about you I can say that I'm a genuinely nice person you know like if you say happy birthday to me and I happen to like see it on your story or whatever I might just like say happy birthday or whatever but like I'm gonna keep it pushing so it was just like whenever he would like hit me up or whatever, I won't say it put me in a bad mood, but it's just like my mind goes there every time. My mind goes there. So he hit me up, da 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 da, and I guess he was trying to explain himself. Not like I really cared for them in explanation. Um, so he said something about. So remember at the beginning of the story, I told you his roommate wasn't there. So he was like, yeah, my roommate had came back and something about his girlfriend was coming in the morning. So one trend that I've always noticed is every time this nigga hit me up, 
I get more and more mad. Like, if I was level one mad, that nigga know how to bring me to level two. If I was at level two, he know how to bring me to level three. Because every single time this situation comes up, I find a way to get more mad because I really feel like the situation gets even more foul. We're having sex. You tell me you have a girlfriend with your dick still inside of me. And now you've revealed to me that there was a possibility that at any point in time, your girlfriend could have popped up on you. No funny shit. Now, let's say she wanted to be spontaneous and surprise you. And she sees me in her man's bed. Imagine me. Like, I've never been in a fight ever in my life. But I think I can hold my own. I got some pretty big fucking hands, and they hard, too. Then I did kickboxing for two years, so I know how to fight strategically. I don't know how to do no street fighting, right? So I'm like to myself, I'm like, I really could have been in a really fucked up situation over this. And it's like the more he would like try to explain things to me or reveal certain information to me, I was just like getting more mad and I was just like now like why the fuck would you tell me that like you kicked me out of your room in the middle of the night because your girlfriend was coming in the morning why when you decided to tell me you had a girlfriend you just didn't tell me to go home then because you know what at that point the shuttle was still running the shuttle was still running and I would have been able to be home warm, didn't have to walk up those, well, I didn't have to walk up on my way um, home. I actually had to walk down, but them steps ain't no joke, no matter which direction you coming from. It made me really angry that he told me that because it just, like, I don't like the whole side chick thing. Right, I don't really think I need to re-explain myself on that, but I just felt so low, disgusted. Like every bad thing you can think of, everything that is low vibrational is what this situation was. Just low vibrational things. <laughs> so... I'm like, imagine me fighting a girl over a guy I don't even really like in that way. I was just like, it was like a, I don't, what would you, what would I explain it as? It was like a friendship or trying to be that. I mean, at the time, like, that was just fucking for fun. But, you know, um, the biggest thing, like, I was on my, like, okay, I don't give head. Like, I don't give head to people that don't give me head. So, the one, one, the only win that I've gotten out of this situation is I did not suck that nigga's dick. And that is the W that I'm taking with me up the mountain. That is my Olympic gold. Because... You might have done all of that to me, but you never, ever, 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 ever got to experience the gok-gok double twist combo D.
dick down the throat while I'm slicking your balls experience. And I just want to clap for my 19-year-old self so bad. Because one thing about me, if I'm really into you, like, I, the dick is down my throat. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, I guess it was just, I was trying something new and it backfired on me. So as we're going back and forth, my best friend was in the room and she was basically like, yo, this shit happened however long it happened to go. Y'all either going to move on and still fuck with each other or never speak to each other again. Like there's just no point of going back and forth. And she was right. And I was like, look, me and you don't talk. Me and you are not friends. Me and you are not whatever. So I'm over it from here on out. I don't, I also said, I do not want to talk about it anymore. And I feel like I made myself pretty clear. So for you to come back to me four years later, quote unquote, claiming that you've grown from the situation. And did you, did you see what he asked me? He said, I don't know if the situation still bothers you. Let me tell you something. Any bitch on this earth would still be bothered by that situation. I don't care if it's six years, six months, or 60 years. Centuries even. Bitches would still be mad. So that growth shit, I call bullshit. Because no one on this earth that knows about real healing and real growth would have asked anyone a question like, Oh, I don't know if you still hate me for the situation that happened, or I don't know if you still remember it. In that same breath, to be so audacious, if that is a word, I believe it is, to ask me if I would have sex with you again makes, you know, the next statement that he said that, oh, He's grown from the situation and he felt like a dick back then, null and void. You didn't feel anything. You didn't feel like a dick. Because if you really felt like one, you wouldn't have been able to open your mouth and ask me if I still hate you about this situation. I don't hate anybody. Do I have a general disdain? Yes. Am I completely disgusted when I hear your name? Absolutely. Do I want to see your face in the living flesh ever again? No. So I hope that this podcast is enough of an answer from here and forever that you don't ever have to ask me if I still have a dislike for you. I might not actively dislike you. Like, I'm not on a slander campaign in any way. Like, you people don't know this person's name. You don't know where they work, where they went to school, where they... You don't know any personal information. The only person that knows about this are the close friends that I had in college and him. So, you don't have to wonder anymore if I dislike you. I don't actively dislike you, but... Anytime I think of you, this situation is going to be what is thought of. And also the fact that we had like dry cereal sex. Do you know what dry cereal sex is? Dry cereal sex is 
when there's like no foreplay in the equation at all, like no head from either party, no rubbing, touching, like nothing. Like he probably like grabbed my boobs, which I hate because like my boobs are like overly sensitive. I hate when men grab my boobs. Like they think my boobs are balloons or something. And that shit is just like uncomfortable. This situation is just like a big ball of, I ain't have no self-esteem. And I don't think I've ever been in a situation as bad as this one, just because like I had a little more discernment. But I do want to mention one thing. I thought that this person could have been, I don't know, what I wanted out of the situation. Because like I said, like, I wasn't that attracted to him, but you know, after dealing with all those pretty boys or whatever, I was like, okay, like, you know, personality, blah, blah, blah. And like I said, we got along okay. But also my heart used to skip a beat, right? And I used to think like, okay, like maybe you should stop like denying it and stop like being so stubborn or whatever and like give this person a chance and da 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 da. When your heart skips a beat, that is never a good sign. When you are with someone of the opposite sex and your heart starts beating differently, that does not mean you are in love in any way, shape, or form. It does not mean that you found the one. It does not mean all of the wonderful things that Hollywood has made us believe. That is your body telling you, bitch, you about to get played the fuck out. Move accordingly. From here on out, if you don't take anything from me, listen to your heart. And not in the cliche way. Listen to the way that shit beats. If that shit don't beat right, when you're around someone of the opposite sex or any partner of yours, to be honest, you better run in the opposite direction. What you are supposed to feel around the love of your life or someone you think you might like or whatever is absolute peace. That's what you should feel. Absolute peace. These men are whores. You know, and sometimes I can't even blame them. It's almost like they're pre-programmed this way. They care more about what their th- what their friends think than what they think. They care more about creating trails of heartbreak and chaos and destruction because they think that that shit is cool. Anyone who knows me or used to know me can kind of tell like I'm like a product of my trauma and I don't I can't like blame men 100%, right? Because a part of it has to come from me. But if you see that I'm not as sweet anymore, not as engaging, not willing to put myself out there, that is me changing my behavior to make sure something like that won't ever happen to me again. I'm I know a lot of people might say, "Oh, well, don't stop your life because like of a few assholes when I really had to like sit and think about the life that I live 
compared to like all of my other friends. I my life is fucking lit. And that's why I don't let these niggas play with me no more. Like just because I change the way that I move and I refuse to be stupid anymore doesn't mean that I stop living my life in any way. Like if I mean, okay, you know, I might not be as sweet as before. I might not be as uh, nice and friendly and approachable anymore. But guess the fuck what? My life is drama free. I am at peace. And that is the most important thing to me. Peace. And tranquility. I don't want chaos. I don't want drama. I don't want things that make me act out of character. I feel like after that point, it's just self-explanatory. Men are whores and move accordingly. Men are whores. Treat them as such. Like, don't even save his number. Like, let them know you are the prize. And y'all bitches better start acting like it. You are the prize. I don't think that uh, having sex with a lot of people necessarily means you have low self-esteem or you don't value yourself. That's what the fuck you want to do. Go ahead. But just make sure that when you are doing that, you're at least having a good time. With this guy, I was not having a good time. I paid the price for not being honest with myself. You didn't like this guy. You didn't you weren't attracted to this guy, da 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 da. But you wanted to be loved and adored or liked or whatever to the point where you got with someone that you're that you don't really like in hopes that they were gonna give you what you wanted eventually. I think that that's like kinda like how I started with the friendship and then you know the few times we would have sex I guess in my head like I didn't know how long we were gonna be like speaking to each other or had whatever was going on so I guess I thought it was gonna get better I'm all I know is I'm just glad it ended the way that it did I'm glad it ended when it did I don't know what else this person has done to other people. I don't know if it's just me. It is what it is. All I know is I never let nobody treat me like that again. The trauma from this situation is still very much present, but not to the point where I let it happen again. To the women that are listening to this, I just want you to know that, one, men are simple creatures. Who they are is who they are. So when they show you who they are, believe them. Second, you don't need to chase a man. And third, as you want, when somebody hurts you, I don't care if. They call you childish, immature, crazy. When somebody disrespects you and hurts you, 
you are allowed to be angry about it. Even if the person tells you that it's something that you should get over, which I feel like has been like a a reoccurring issue for me. People hurt me and then tell me to get over it. People hurt me and tell me to get over it. And people hurt me and tell me to get over it. So, you know, what I just did is I alienated myself from people. Because it's just like, if people are constantly going to just do me dirty and then tell me that it's my own fault, then I'd rather just be alone. And let me tell you something. Ever since then, (laughs) my life is great. I go on my trips alone. I do everything alone. Either with a man, a fine-ass man at that, or by myself. I don't have time for that shit. I don't have time to be all upset and have to go through the healing of something that someone else did to me. I be having a ball by myself, shit. But that doesn't work for everyone, right? Not everyone can be in solitude as much as me. And if you're not one of those people, you just have to practice discernment. Your heart starts giving a beat, skip a fucking away. Like you start getting a bad vibe, just let that person go. Person does something that you don't necessarily like after you told them, just move on. There's 7 billion people on the planet. Don't let your lust for somebody make you so fucking stupid that you can't tell that they're treating you like shit. If you're going to be fucking people at the rate that I am, which I really don't think that you should, You keep tabs and notes. When there is something that you don't like, make a note of it. When there is something that feels funny, make a note of it. When there is things that don't add up, make a note of it. This is not baseball. A nigga should not be having three strikes. I'm one and done. You, after this situation, you move weird one time, it's over for you. I don't want to hear it. If the person is really the love of my life, I might see them again. And hopefully they pull up in a fucking Ferrari. And and I don't even think that that would be enough for me, depending on what it is that you did. I just want to conclude this podcast by saying, men are whores. There's 7 billion people on the planet. That one guy is not end-all be-all. What one guy did to you does not define your value as a woman. I have so many emotions about this thing and it's very hard to talk because I'm getting like choked up and like really upset. So I think that I'm going to end this here. Um, I don't know where I am with this situation because I thought I was over it, like I said, until... You know, I was greeted by those awful fucking messages. So, and guys, it is not nice to make a girl walk home by herself at 2 o'clock in the morning when you know that your campus is in the middle of the mountain and there's woods everywhere. Seriously, it's not nice. Tell her to go home before the dead of night. If If that is the type of time you're on and 
that's how little you value this girl, at least have enough respect for her as a human to make sure that she gets home safe at a decent time. Like, this person didn't ask if I got home safely, didn't ask if I was okay, nothing. So I'm just saying, like, it's different layers to this anger that I feel. And I just feel like if I was a parent listening to my daughter tell me that a man did this to her, I I, I would be livid. Like, how dare you? How dare you lie to my child, manipulate her, and now because you're trying to cover your own tracks, throw her out in the dead of night? Are you fucking serious? And it'd be situations like this that where I'm like, I don't want to have kids because I will fucking kill you. Put me under the jail. I'll, I'll sit there with a smile. Because you... you uh, I have to end this podcast right here because I am just getting so emotional, so angry. Too many emotions going on right now. So thank you for the people who have gotten to this part thus far. And thank you for listening. To episode six, men are whores, treat them as such.